0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. This is your extra show, which we like to bring you towards the tail end of the week, uh, which is going to preview uh, this weekend's coming game. Joining me on uh, the show this week is one of my bestest, bestest pals, one of our top serious podcasters, Mr. Colin McMillan. Colin, thank you for joining me on this week's extra.
1: It's a pleasure, Cam. It's always good to be on Extra. My mum and dad listen to these ones when I'm on, so I need to try not to swear, because they do get annoyed when I do that.
0: Mm, it's interesting, because if you're not a good guest, I'll swear at you. Your dad's going to end up chapping my door. Is that what's likely to happen, is it?
1: she oh, shielding just now. I think you'll be okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I would never do that. Never do that for one of the guys who, um, as I say, spawned one of the best podders that we've got on Heart and Hand. Um, And I do mean that because, like you say, regularly your show always gives me a good bit of murph as we are uh, laughing our way through what has been a tremendously successful season so far. And hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll continue to move on to the next level uh, following the Scottish Cup tie that we have against Celtic at the weekend. Before we get into that, Colin, um, we're going to hit on some serious stuff just now because um, across the course of the week, Uh, We have had an update regarding uh, the Glade Camara racism incident. Um, so, just to, to give anyone who perhaps hasn't heard the story already, uh, a couple of days ago, Rangers have now um, had confirmation from UEFA that Slavia Prague's Andre Kadela has now been banned for 10 matches after being found to have racially abused Glenn Kamara. And Kamara himself has been suspended for three games following uh, being found guilty of assaulting Kadela in the tunnel after um, the, the sides met at Ibrox in March. Um, Colin. The, the other side to this, which we, we should touch on as well, is that as part of that whole uh, inc- well, series of incidents, I suppose you could call it, is that Kamar Roof, who was obviously one of the two players that were sent off in that game, um, has also been banned for four games as well, uh, following a, a very, very um, you know horrific challenge on the goalkeeper, which, as we covered at the time, You know, quite happy to say was was absolutely not meant, but you know it looks bad, and uh, I think we were expecting something on that lines. Maybe a little bit harsh in terms of four games because three tends to be the standard, and I'm not really too sure that anyone could look at that and prove intent. However, regardless, um, we have had an additional. Uh, nine thousand euro fine uh which is due to failing to control players. That is completely separate to everything because that is part and parcel of UEFA's uh you know if you have a X amount of players booked then that fine automatically comes into play. Let's get into the biggest chunk of that, Colin, which is is the Cadela ban. Now um there's a there's been some I probably think the best way to describe it is probably some miscommunication which has came from uh various different parties around the 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 ban itself and the length of games. The 10-game ban is the minimum that UEFA could have provided to to Cadela uh following the incident. Um I think that uh you saw the player reactions uh in the fallout of all of this. Uh, And Rangers' uh, reactions in terms of standing by um, Glenn Kamara. Obviously, there was online abuse that was directed to some of the players, Kamara Roof in particular, uh, which was disgusting. Um, Rangers have started to step up their interactions uh, with uh, social media platforms and meeting them, having this conversation around how to, to audit the authentication of new accounts and basically taking great responsibility for it. The thing that kind of concerns me with all of this, Colin, is that UEFA have suspended this player for his club game and also for international representations in their tournaments. So there is a very good chance that he's now not going to feature in the Euros uh, for the Czech Republic. The the problem I've got with all of this is it just feels to me like is it's a box ticked. Whereas I think what we were all hoping for is this is an opportunity to crack down on this type of behaviour, which fans, clubs, Players, well outside of Rangers, I might add. Everybody wanted UEFA to be able to take the responsibility for this. And yet again, as far as I'm concerned, they've missed the opportunity.
1: Yeah, so there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, looking at the, the initial ban, this 10-game ban that he's been given, uh, I spoke on the the, the update um, amendment yesterday about that and how I was actually surprised and that it's not enough, obviously, but it was probably more than expected from UEFA unbeknown to me that the minimum was ten days, ten games. If if they if that if that what if what he did is what they think is suitable for the minimum punishment available, then I just don't know, Cammy, what you would actually have to do as a player on the pitch in one of their premier tournaments to get longer than that. I'm not going to say what he said to Glenn Kimara. We all know what he said. It's been in various news outlets and everywhere else. I just don't know what you can do or say that's much worse than that, Cami, that would make you if I look at more than the minimum fine, Uh, the minimum ban in terms of games. It just seems ridiculous. Um, There's a minimum they can give, they've given it, and they're hoping that's going to be the end of it. And it's just nowhere near good enough. Um, the guy is going to miss the Euros now, which is great. Um, it looks like he's, his club have been knocked out of the club as well tonight, which is even better. So he will definitely lose the Euros, which is brilliant. That's what he deserves. He doesn't deserve to go and represent his country and have people all over the world watch him. But I think it should be far more. There's been cases spoken about in the last couple of days from people like Gary Lineker, people like Keane Wright getting involved. This is big, big news. And football people are are interested in this and appalled by it. Um, I think Kieran Trippier got a, a more banned, more games banned for betting. Um, I think there's been players banned for having betting companies on their underpants. Um, stuff that's just nowhere near as important or as bad as this Cami, and they they give this guy just ten matches. So he basically will miss the end of the season. He'll miss the Euros, and the next season will kick off, and he'll be there. Whereas our player Glen Cabarras won't be there for our next our next European games. He probably will be for his teams. It's just. Scandalous, really. I I was upset about it yesterday, and I'm more upset about it today. The more I found out about it and exactly how they've went about it, and how the minimum level of punishment they could offer is what they've went for. It just it's, it's just really really appalling. I
0: think the concern that I've got with all of this was we knew it was going to happen, and what I mean by that is if you, if anyone um, was able to see Conor Goldson uh, at the press conference following the incident, you saw the kind of he was just completely disenfranchised with everything that was going to happen as a part of this process because I think, you know, as you've rightly pointed out, Colin, there was just a kind of gut feeling that nothing major was going to happen. Um, and it just feels a lot like you can abuse players within that tournament by using horrendous language, but if you're going to breach a sponsorship uh, rule, or, as you say, a corporate partner rule, and in any way potentially breach any of that, that seems to matter to UEFA far more than protecting players. And the reason the I say protecting players is not because... I don't expect UEFA to turn around and say that they can control everything that comes out of players' mouths. I don't mean that. There's lines that are crossed. That was a, a big line that was crossed in terms of for, you know, Kudela because he doesn't understand the 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 basics of human decency as far as I'm concerned. Now what we've got is a scenario that he is going to serve this ban. Probably, except uh, quite clearly, his club have vindicated his behaviour. They've vindicated their fans' behaviours, the, the you know the, the uh, online, and um, this is just where it has just died a death as far as I'm concerned in terms of having the opportunity to really punish this. Uh, this player, the, the club and their result in action as well, and UEFA have just kind of pretty much washed their hands of it. And I hate to say that Conor Goldson was right, because I really hoped that he wasn't. I really hoped that he would have been pleasantly surprised at UEFA taking you know, an alternative course of action, which he, you know, wasn't expecting because they would have cracked down on it. They've chosen not to. Um, Rangers, uh, shortly after receiving this update, released their own statement. And I'll just read this out for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to, uh, to hear it so far is, Rangers notes the UEFA disciplinary decision relating to our fixture versus Slavia Prague at Ibrox on the 18th of March. We welcome the suspension imposed on Audrey Kedela. This not only vindicates Glenn Kamara's evidence but underlines the severity of the comment given the number of games which have been um, imposed by UEFA. Nevertheless, we believe that the sanctions um, imposed on our two players of Glenn Kamara and Kamara Roof are severe. We have written to UEFA seeking clarification and writing on the basis that we intend to appeal... The suspensions of both players, and we will make no further comment on this matter. Um, I think it's interesting that we're talking about potentially um, appealing the roof ban, I don't think that the roof ban will go anywhere. From being honest, I think that will will stay as it's. Um, there has been a, a report which came out earlier on today. We are recording on Thursday night, folks, uh, to say that Police Scotland have now submitted a report on alleged racist abuse and an assault involved within the game. Um, it's now sitting with the procurator fiscal. However, as yet, no one has been charged. Probably again, coming back to that tick box exercise calling. Um, but again, like you say, from that perspective, it just shows where Slavia tied themselves in knots in terms of what happened on the night, what didn't happen. Um, I've got to be honest with you, I think the club can try and appeal it, but I don't think anything's going to happen.
1: No, I'm not convinced much will happen with it. I think they have to appeal it. They have to do the right thing, which is to appeal it and do everything they can. Um, I think the word from Glenn Kamara's lawyer is that this was initially a five-game ban that Kamara was looking at and he got it reduced to three. Um, So if his lawyers managed to get it down from five to three, I don't see them um, bending any further than that. Um, but it's the right thing to do we should appeal it um, but UEFA will just want this over and done with and they'll see it as, they'll see it as dealt with now um, you mentioned them saying that they can't control everything a player does so it's kind of out with their control they can only give this ban and that's it but C- C- Cami, your, your employer and my employer can't control every single thing that you or I do in our working day but if either of us was to say what he said to Glenn Kimara to somebody in the workplace would be sacked instantly uh, there probably wouldn't even be much of a disciplinary process it would be so open and shut um, they've got the power to withhold registration they can stop them playing in European competitions they can do their UEFA they're the most powerful people in football alongside FIFA they, there's a lot more they could be doing but they just don't want to do it um, as for Slavia the fact that we could find 9,000 euros or 9,000 pounds for getting more than five players booked and they're not going to get any sort of punishment for their behaviour in this, the way they supported them, the way they sent out statement after statement of lies. It's it's just beyond belief, to be honest with you. Um, it's just so, so frustrating. And Clint Kamara, to be fair to him, has been super, super strong throughout all this. He's come out, he spoke to the press, he spoke to the news, he spoke to the club outlets. He's been very, very open about it. He's taken the unusual step of actually telling people the words that were used. Um, which would have been easy for him to do, and for isn't him to go over that and repeat it and all that. And it's done him no good whatsoever, really, Cammy has it?
0: No, it hasn't. And you know what? You know, again, like I said, I don't want to kind of focus on this too much, folks, because, again, like I said, whilst it is serious, there is also a point where I hate seeing Glenn Camara involved in this because he's such a, a kind of well-mannered, well-natured, placid, guy he's not one of these guys that ramps up and down the park looking to kind of do people he's not like that and he's not like that as a person um and i hate seeing this weight around his neck in terms of this whole process and procedure and stuff i hope as you say Colin, that his um his band does get reduced i I, again i don't think it will if i'm being honest because i think UEFA, UEFA fundamentally want this to go away right that's the simplest way i've been able to try and put it
1: they do, but here's the thing, Cammy. It's it's not going to go away for Glenn Kamara because he will start to put this behind them, as he will, and he'll start to try and box it off and move on from it. He'll finish this season. He'll do a pre-season, we'll have European qualifiers, and he won't be able to play because of this. So it's not going away for Glenn Kamara and Glenn, the impact it's had on him. Um, like I said earlier, the, the Kudel could be could be back playing again before Kamara even has his ban. It's it's just it just astounds me the whole thing I um, I can't believe that Glenn Kamara has ended up with punishment off the back of this and what's happened to him um, especially the restraint that he showed on the pitch um, at the time it's just bizarre but you're right there's more to talk about um, quickly to go on to Kamara Roof I think four games is harsh for him Cammy um, I think he's probably been found more guilty because of the aftermath of what he'd done rather than what he actually did had he went with that high foot and connected with the guy's shoulder I don't think MD would be talking about it the way they did. He's, this is a conversation because it's hit the guy in the face and the blood and the pictures that came off the back of it. Three um, games is the standard for that sort of thing, a dangerous tackle for a straight red card. That would be fair. I think we'd have much to complain about. Why this extra game's been tacked on for him, I don't know. And that's one I'd like to see his appeal and hopefully maybe do something with, because I think we've got a lot, a lot more chance of getting something done with that one than the Kamara stuff.
0: Yeah, and you know what, maybe... When it says to the best world in the world, right? And it's it's all wishful thinking, but it's always incidents like that to me where you know, no matter if you're UEFA or or you know, even in the SPFL or whatever, you have to have ex players involved within your disciplinary panel. Um, I would say, I'd even go as far as saying that if and it, it's not because it's Rangers, right? I don't mean it like that, but even if you've got someone within that panel who, as I say, is an ex player, understands the game, has played the game, understands what can happen with that, when you look at it and as I say, your motion and your trajectory takes you within that that space. You you understand the difference between someone doing that deliberately, setting out to do someone and someone, as I say, just just losing the flight of the ball and committing for the ball or whatever, right? But the other part that I would put in that is we're not, and again, this is very much wishful thinking, where or not you could have some sort of history or background, you know, awareness as to whether or not you've got a player who's committed multiple offences like this in the past, then is that a greater sign of intent? You don't know, because what you're also then seeing at that point is could have been a you know, a flash of anger. But that's not what happened in the, the, the that incident. Kamar with very simply does not mean to do it? Does it? I think that you know, yes, there is maybe a little bit of mitigation, and if you hit him in the shoulder or whatever, okay, fair enough. But Colin, we've seen enough of modern football to say that you know, you go in with your feet that high, any type of contact against the goalkeeper, you know, you'd be lucky to get away with a yellow. I think is probably the best way to put it. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with the roof decision. I think the the as you said, the imagery of it afterwards probably is worse than the the incident itself and then again like you said that's where the uh, the challenge will certainly come into. Um Anyway let's move on uh, because we have got um arguably the biggest game of the season coming up which is our Scottish Cup tie against Celtic which has been moved from the Saturday tea time kick off to Sunday afternoon um, following the arrangements for the funeral of Prince Philip. Colin, um I don't know if you know or not but we won the league over a month ago <laughs> um, yet you if you were to believe uh, some of the conversation coming out of um, Parkhead uh, we are playing now the best team in the country uh, which is odd given the fact they haven't won anything um, let's talk seriously for a second I think a big focus for us at, at this moment in time is um, we are unsure as to whether or not James Taverner will be able to be back fit uh, the press conference is going to be on Friday morning we're recording Thursday night I think it'll be interesting, Colin, as to whether or not Tav is going to be fit. The manager alluded to an outside chance at last week's press conference that he would make the Celtic game. Um, However, I am comfortable that Nathan Patterson, for me, has done very, very well in terms of stepping in for Tav. Uh, if, If we've got the option... I think Tav is a great choice as long as he's fit because of what he can produce for us going forward. But I'm also very comfortable with Nathan Patterson defensively uh, filling in at right-back. I'm not throwing Liam Balligan under the bus, but there was a reason as to why they targeted Liam Balligan at right-back the last time that we played them. And I don't think Patterson has that level of discomfort being able to play within his natural position. It's not natural for Liam Balligan.
1: Yeah, I've got absolutely no fear whatsoever of uh, young Nathan Patterson playing from the start um, at the weekend. Um, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong, <laughs> certainly not on the pitch anyway. And um, he's a more than able deputy at the time uh, for this. If if Tav is back, brilliant. However, I'd be very wary about him coming back from this injury and right into a match like this without even getting any minutes the previous week. Um, he can do all his running, he can do what he wants in training, but actual match fitness is a completely different thing um to throw him in at the start. I just think it's a bit of a risk and we all know James Tavenier and how much he'll want to play. We saw how keen he was, how unkeen he was to go off the pitch when he was injured in the first place. He tried to play on a couple of times and potentially made it worse for himself. So he'll be well be wanting to play. If he thinks he's fit, he'll want to do it. But I'm not sure if it's the right call. Um I would maybe have him on the bench and use him if needed, but start with Nathan Patterson regardless. Um Maybe bring Tav on for the penalty shoot sure, if it's needed, Cammy. <laughs> um I think
0: you know what, I think the manager will trust Tav to make that decision and to to sit, you know, declare himself fit if he feels that that's possible. Um it's it's difficult, Colin, because we've not played brilliantly against Celtic the last couple of times that we've played them. We we absolutely blew them away um in the opening old firm game of uh, of the season. Um, I think that the the one-all draw, the last time we played them, probably showed that we needed a little bit more in terms of intensity, but we also wanted to be able to get into a regular routine of being able to try and play games as well. Um, we've got a little bit of that. We've got enough rest in between games at the moment. Um, we came off a very strong win, as you would expect, against Cove Rangers. Uh, a very... Confident win, in my opinion, against Hibs, who have probably been our toughest domestic opponent of the season. Um, but let's put all things to one side Celtic, you know, they they are off of a 6 0 victory. They will want to be able to come in and make their mark against us because they'll have seen it as we ruining the 10 for them. Um, the Scottish Cup is now they're going to be their only hope at it. The club has hemorrhaged key um you know uh, key positions such as you know their manager has left their CEO is going uh, director of recruitment has is is gone their head of recruitment has, has left the captain is leaving Celtic are very much a sinking ship but John Kennedy I believe at least thinks that he can try and get that job permanently he will be getting the players motivated for for Sunday.
1: I think you will get them motivated. Um, it's, it's a massive, massive match for them, and it's a, an opportunity for them to to not salvage their season, but at least try and go out without a whimper. Um, equally, though, it's a massive game for us, Cammy. We spoke about those last two old firm games where we haven't been at our best, but we've still got through them with a victory and a draw. Um it's gonna be quite interesting. The last couple of games we've played Celtic, obviously with the pressure and the intensity of an old firm game, but we've had a bit of a a lead going into those games, and we've been in the we've had the big advantage going into it. This is a one-off, winner takes all tie, really, isn't it? Where all bets are off, league positions are kind of forgotten about for this game, and on paper it should be a really, really good match. I just hope they don't cancel each other out. Um, but I'll, I'll echo kind of what I heard David saying on the update today. If Celtic are at their best. And we're at our best and there's only one winner because we are this season the far better side than them in all areas of the pitch. So we just need to go out, play our game, play the game that we've played all season that we're so good at, stick to that system and we should go through it the next round of the Cup. That's what I'm looking forward to on Sunday. There's one of
0: those things, right, where I think it's it's where sport becomes so, um, it's so much of a crossover because, as you rightly say, on paper, in the cold, hard light of day, we are a better team we have had far better performances. Uh, we've scored some wonderful, incredible goals this season. Everyone has contributed towards that. I think at this point in time, there's maybe four or five leading contenders for player of the season, which you know is wafer thin between your respective selections of Tav, Al McGregor, Conor Goldson, Stephen Davis... Ryan Kent has been chipping in with some of that stuff as well, which I think you know we'll, we'll start to to factor into some of that thinking. Um, it shouldn't be anything close to a competition. I think what's important, however, um, and and this is the key difference now, is that we can go into a cup game as champions and use the emphasis of this is what victory, you know, it, it, you know, this is what being a winner. Feels and tastes like we've got the opportunity to take that into the into the cup tournament, and now been able to try and make sure that we go out there and express ourselves appropriately. I, 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 you know, I don't think that we had to. I still think that we had a gear against Hibbs, if not two, that we could have went into quite comfortably. But I would say at this point in time, um, I'd be happy to leave all out in the field on Sunday just to make sure that we progress past them. Um, and I think that you know, as I say, our players will be choking to get at them. The last old firm was fundamentally a dead rubber. Um, now we can come back into a bit of pressure. And this is a Rangers team that, as far as I'm concerned, certainly in the European stage, thrives under pressure.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're you're spot on. I, I think the players will be bang up for this. The players, th- this whole management team and players, have, have underachieved in domestic cups in the last three seasons. Um, they've been poor on a number of occasions. And they've spoken about that recently. The manager spoke about that and how he wants to change that. He he wants to double as much as we all do. And it'll be an interesting dynamic. Them coming to play us and we are the champions. We have won the league. We've got that off our back. Um they're going to have to park, park their bus at Eppinston Drive, Cami, which is a big, long street full of lampposts, full of flags and um, posters at the minute that say 55 all over them. Um, they're then going to have to go into a stadium, which has been decorated with 55s everywhere, and then playing a pitch with no fans in the stands, but 55 badges and flags and all sorts all over the ground as well. So that's going to be in their face. They're, we're going to have to show them and make them really aware who we are. We are the champions and we're not scared of them. That The sedency is ours now. We're the team in Glasgow, and we've been business, and we just need to do that attitude on the park as well, and make it a, a tough, tough day for them because we're more than man enough to do it, and for man we should. And and listen, you're, but that that's where I think that that's absolutely key is because
0: um, there's been plenty of times. Right? Let's not let's not pretend that there hasn't been, but there's been plenty of times where we've had that feeling of kind of going over there. They've loaded it over us. They've they've absolutely felt as if the, the you know they've ran the the, the roost. We we can now go to be able to exert ourselves in the right way um, through, as I say, through that hard work, through that skill, through that determination. Going with the league championship in our back pocket, um, a, a team that, as far as I'm concerned, look disjointed. I think that they're very much there to be got at. Yes, I know that they had a very strong performance uh, in the last round of the Scottish Cup. So did we. Um, and I actually think that we took more out of uh, a win, of a lesser margin, against Hibs, because again, like you say, Hibs have provided us with you know, some some tough competition this season. The most important thing, I think, more than anything else, Colin, is that we have to be able to try and get there with that attitude and that mentality. If we can do that, then I, I do genuinely believe that we can make the game far easier for ourselves by relying on the players that I mentioned beforehand, being able to try and see it. Alfie now has... I wouldn't even call it a hoodoo because I, I didn't care about it. I really genuinely didn't. I don't think a lot of Rangers fans did about the fact that he hadn't scored against us. But they cared about it. So now that they don't have that against him in terms of he's never scored against them, I honestly believe that this will now get him into a better space with the less weight of that on his shoulders. So therefore, he'll just be able to, to express himself a lot better. He's get wound up in these games before. But I think Alfie coming back into it on his game... I don't see any of their defenders being able to handle him.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think they will. And I think the fact that he's that he's got that goal, which I agree with you, it wasn't something that really bothered me because he was still contributing in these games. He was doing other stuff other than scoring. And thankfully, other players were stepping up and scoring goals for us against them. So it wasn't a big a deal for me. But him being a striker, him being how he is, I think it will have meant something to him. And he'll be glad that that so-called hoodoo is away now as well. And he might take shots a little bit cleaner, he might not swipe at stuff that he maybe was doing in the past to try and get that goal, so yeah I think he's quite a danger man for us at the weekend um, I don't think we've got any excuses coming, coming up, I think like you say we, we played Cove Rangers, we played Hibs we had gears that we could have moved on um, we don't really have any injuries other than Tav, we've had a whole week to prepare for this game as well, an extra day even than what we were planning for after the obviously the news about Prince Philip, so there's no reason why we shouldn't go into this game up for it already and prepared the way we've spoke about all the things we've just mentioned it's, it's just out of the team on the day now to to make it happen um, I'm very very much looking forward to it, I think it's going to be a good game and I, I do think we'll be happy come the end of it
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree and most important thing now is just the fact that Rangers go out there with, um, with, with, with one eye on that that doggedness, that determination of being able to, to progress past them um, as you've rightly said, you know we've we've not had the fear against them for a very long time. They have us, you know, against us now. But listen, you know what? They'll try and find a way to be able to try and get themselves motivated. Um, I think the fans will start to to think that they can be able to try and lay a glove on us. We have to be able just to simply do what we've done all season, which is just simply you know keep the foot on the neck and just not allow any opportunity for them to be able to try and uh, and get into the game and to settle it. And I'm, I'm very comfortable we can try and do that with uh, a, a strong, dominant performance. Colin, um, I'll do what I always do with my guests on Extra for the upcoming game. I would like a scoreline off you, and if you believe that um, Rangers will score some goals, who do you think will score them?
1: Um, I think we're going to win 2-0 on Sunday, um, and I think Morelos will score, and I think Ryan Kent will score as well. That's I'll do a wee bet builder for that at some point over the weekend, I think. <laughs> um yeah. see what I get for that. Um it's it's played to finish, like I said earlier, so extra time penalties if required on Sunday. Um so there's gonna be a winner come the end of the day, one way or not. And we've only I, there's only one old firm penalty shirt that I can remember in my lifetime anyway, Cammy, and I was in bits during it, so I'm hoping it doesn't come at that this weekend. Yeah, um it'll be
0: interesting. I know that what you're saying is like, you know, we could take a really strong performance right now. I would take a one 0 you know, ninety-seventh minute winner from, you know, Conor. I'd, I'd take it for Alan McGregor at the moment. Um but Nathan yeah, Patterson would be nice. Nathan <laughs> would be nice. Literally just about to say that. That would be wonderful <laughs> just to just to propel him into it and give him a nice wee break off after he's um um after his hearing. It'll be in, on Monday as well. Um Listen, that'll do us uh, for for extra for this week's folk. David will be back with you uh, with all of the uh, old firm um, breakdown um, on Monday on uh, the flagship. If you've enjoyed listening to myself and Colin, um, please jump over to our Patreon site, which is Patreon.com. Forward slash heart and hand, where you can get up to four or five shows a day. I think the other day, Colin, we had something like nine shows out in one day. Um, but the other thing is, and, and Colin mentioned it as well, folks. Uh, we'll always do a, a quick breaking news pod if anything kind of comes out. We did that across the course of this week uh, with the Kimara incident, so we're talking about as well, just to put our opinions out there and stuff as well, and get the opportunity for you guys uh, to weigh in with your thoughts as well via our kind of comment section. Uh, Colin, it's a great community that we built up over. There and uh, you just
1: say some brilliant shows on it, and your shows are on it too. Yeah, thanks for that. That's good. Yeah, no, <laughs> the the community side of things is is one of the most satisfying because you don't have to look far on the internet nowadays to find toxicity. It's there on most most fan forums. It's there on Twitter. You see it all over social media. I play a lot of FIFA online and even see it playing a stupid video game. So what we've built there is something we're really proud of. We have debates where we don't all agree, all agree with the same things at the same times, but we talk about it respectfully. And the community and the comments section on the Patreon are a genuinely a, a good place to be, um, as it should be, because we're all Rangers fans and we all want the same things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So please jump on, uh, jump on over and check us out, folks. So it would be great to, to have you join us. Uh, my thanks to executive producers in London, uh, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Myers. Uh, but most importantly, thank you, Mr. Colin McMillan, for coming on and uh, joining me on Extra. Uh, you're always a welcome guest uh, in these here parts.
1: Absolute pleasure, mate.
0: Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday as best you can before the battle fever starts to build. Uh, and let's make sure that we get around to the next uh, the next round of the Cup as well. We'll speak to you again next week. Thanks all.